Hey guys and welcome back to the Amateur Take. So today we'll be doing a Premier League special and we have my good friend Anirudh Shankar with us who is a Man United fan. <laughs> But yeah, I mean yeah, a, a follower of the Premier League for quite some time now. So hey Anirudh, what's up? How you been? Hi guys, hi guys. Finally good to be at the Amateur Take. He is also a fellow podcaster so do check his podcast out as well, the Dissimilar podcast. Shout out to him. and his podcast yeah. all right thanks so, guys <laughs> we'll get right into it i think we have to start with the elephant in the room and that is uh, newcastle being bought out by saudi owners now uh being let, let's keep it to one side that okay you know the money and this and that but my question to y'all is is it good or bad for football and the premier league as a whole what do y'all think bro i actually feel that see first time with city they got the oil money they got i think they had the initial foundation to like get big players like it is a it's a club of the manchester like it's manchester city Agreed. whereas newcastle i feel it's it's too small of i wouldn't say it's too small but it's a smaller club compared to these big clubs that got bought out so i don't think like see now de bruyne and all went to city when they had the money and stuff but i can't like think of good like world class players who would go to newcastle like to just come back to the prem or something see like if you talk about haland and all haland sorry i think like he has better chance of going to city all those things but like will he come to newcastle just cuz he's getting paid that much hmm. i really doubt it cuz they have to make a whole team again from the beginning and stuff all, all these random newcastle players all get thrown somewhere yeah yeah, yeah i think like it's it's a very thing tough uh, thing thing to comment at the moment right like at least i don't know about the premier league as such it only time will tell how how good or bad it is but uh, i think like it, it has to have to trust the process with something like it is very like as what philadelphia 76 has said but uh, it's it's a process right you can't it won't work out just overnight right like they have to they have to create a culture of winning there like they have to slowly start winning with the pieces they have right now then they can slowly get like above average players and then if when they perform well then you then you again get a young team and then you start building towards like i don't know like fame and like reaching to the next heights it's, it's you can't expect them it to happen like immediately i think i was talking to lanson about this and he said even with manchester city it took them quite some time right like even though they were bought out and they were they had a big city behind them like good fan decent fan base and all but still it took them quite some time right so i think it is it depends on how what kind of culture they create what kind of manager they brings in they bring in and how the how the club is managed going forward i think a lot will depend on that and i think i don't know like i don't think uh football fans especially from england will take some changes like these very well i don't know like they're very emotional and violent kind of fans like so that they already they have that perspective that football is turning into a business and this will only push yeah. that agenda so it won't be taken well by the fans that's for sure like if this keeps happening but uh, whether or whether it is good or bad for uh, football as such will only time will tell Yeah, yeah I agree. Great for football, to be honest, because I mean, more competition, like better, like for us as fans, you get to see more competitive teams. That's one, and uh, so even before all these big players did sign for City, I think they did win a Premier League in 2013, right? So it's like they had 
even if it was like just a couple of years they had something that could prove that okay they could you know win they could make it far in the champions league as well so they got a lot of big players because of that so if newcastle even if doesn't newcastle doesn't even have to win for i think big players to sign up there i think if newcastle slowly make it into the top 5 top 4 or maybe even top 3 at in the next 5 or 6 years i think we will see like a lot of players going because i don't think even though city was in manchester i think back in 2008 i don't even remember who played for them because that's when the whole thing started right they started coming up so hopefully we do see this whole newcastle thing like blow up and eventually people do start accepting it and uh, speaking of like smaller teams who who are your dark horse or like fairy tale team this season we've seen a couple of teams last i mean in the last couple of seasons so who do you all think after seven games in what do you all think i think um I was to, Leeds, bro. I think Leeds have a really good team. Given Bamford, Rodrigo, all those lads, bro. They have like given, bro. Have you heard about their? I forgot the manager's name. Their manager has this like uh, routine in their training where they yeah. there are no outs, no fouls, nothing. You just run. You can't stop. Yeah. So I'm saying, given that much training and that much like endurance and stuff, I think if they like work hard enough, they can make it, bro. They have a really good team. They have legit like. future world class players i wouldn't say world class but like really good players and i feel leeds will do well they always bottle it but yeah initially yeah. <laughs> really good the only reason i'm happy because they somehow managed to get like whacked against united so <laughs> yeah but leeds have a really good team i'm telling this solely on basis of fantasy premier league alone put two leeds players you will get points <laughs> yeah so leeds is the team i'm going with I mean, I'm not sure about this very season as such, but like, like the upcoming teams who are like like smaller teams who might come up are like you know like the the surprise winners like Leicester like they suddenly won off right like even they are building something nice over there like uh, like they have a, a good management and they have a they they're looking like for future perspective right and they're building something special over there and I feel like if it all works out like there's still a lot of ifs and buts right but if it works out I think. they have a nice shot to becoming like a not a super power but like a very competitive team again in premier league so yeah yeah i'm going to have to go with brentford actually cuz uh, so for me they did play i think i don't know if we consider arsenal top 6 team and <laughs> not or not <laughs> right, okay but so they they did get a win against arsenal 2-0 on their first game and they did manage to get a draw against liverpool a 3-3 draw which was a beautiful game i watched the game. wonderful game yeah, one yeah. of the games of the season so they did manage to get a draw out of liverpool who are at the top of the uh, second i think on the table right now so that is great news for them as well so i think based on i mean but that's the thing right so with these small teams you really can't predict anything till the last game of the season but yeah i think brentford if we had to throw in a couple of names yeah brentford and leeds and i think i don't know about leicester right now i think they're 11th but they do have a tendency to come back as well maybe even watford i know but yeah so these are few of the teams i think uh, but who do we think is on pace to win the title or is it too early to say i mean i know seven games in it's almost like one fifth of the season is done so who do you all think i want an unbiased opinion okay i just because you're a man yeah, united yeah. fan yeah okay so who do you think is uh, on pace do you think united have a chance this year uh bro unless city or liverpool bottle it like couple of matches i i find it really hard because compared to other teams we have we have like insane attack lineup 
but when it comes to our defense like cdms so oh, it's trash i cannot still believe that fred is a professional player like <laughs> to god so like i feel chelsea have a really good team and they have like a insanely good manager agreed yeah yeah someone's winning this like whoever's winning this year it either has to be between city or chelsea united see united their success is very like focused based on others downfall because as a team yeah because as a team we still not we are still not a full proper team like when you see united play you see like uh, individual players shining or like one or two surprise counter attacks apart from that we don't have like a whole team moving together agree take a couple of seasons to like rectify and like couple more players maybe better players but yeah i'll go for chelsea or city yeah i mean like it's obvious like like they they are the top contenders like if you you can throw in liverpool over there but uh, uh, i think like the, this these three are like the clear favorites to win the league depends on who's clicking on all cylinders when it comes when it's the right time right but i think i've said that before also i think uh, chelsea is a very well built team so is city but i don't know i prefer i think i just have the feeling like i don't know chelsea will work out better and perform better overall compared to city so I, my money is on chelsea yeah same as a ronaldo fan i really would love to see him you know yeah. the premier league trophy up again but for some reason these guys i don't know united hasn't found their identity as a team yet i don't yeah. know if it's because they're signing too many players season after season not letting them mesh together i don't know what it is but like city has its identity as a team right when you watch them play you see the similar style of play every game but it gets better and better and i don't know if city and uh, liverpool and chelsea all these three teams have this idea of what they're built around and they execute it like every game i'm not so big on chelsea to be honest i great great manager i don't know if their team is built yet for a premier league but uh, i'm going to have to say liverpool or city liverpool is like a couple of injuries away Actually, yeah. Like if they get a couple of injuries, then I don't know what they will do. But City, even if they do face a few injuries, I think they would still do pretty well. So I think City or like Liverpool are for me. I honestly feel I say Chelsea has the upper hand over City solely based on Lukaku. Bro, he, this like last season Inter he was phenomenal, and like they needed someone like that up front to like convert because they have insane good like defense midfield all that. Kante is one beast. He's on from a different planet. And also coming back to why I feel United is not like a full team yet. See, bro, I love Ole, but I don't think he's 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 fit enough to like manage a team of this like level. Because given before when he was interim manager and all, we had like barely any good players. We had all like decent level players. Okay, so he could manage that. The thing is, he doesn't really have like proper experience when it comes to managing a big team. he went from managing a small team i don't know which league and they just called him up and said bro come manage us so now that when united actually has world class players like ronaldo sancho pogba bruno fernandes i think a manager with more experience and who's also lively enough see that's the only thing holding us together right now ole is good with the players he has a good rapport with them so they listen to him and they like act based like they do the job but i feel with a better manager they'll glue up together and perform better agreed yeah very true i think a manager like mourinho would have been pretty cool to see with all these stuff honestly honest. yeah he knows how to handle all these big players and he did at united i think he did pretty well 
So anyways, I don't think we will. I don't know who's going to come after Ole. But if he doesn't perform that well this season, I think it's like game he's, over. Yeah, he's done for. Yeah. All right. So now, since we're edging towards the end of the year, the prestige award of football is going to be coming in the Ballon d'Or. And uh, I think we all know who the favourites are. It's either Lewandowski or Messi. I'm edging a little towards Lewandowski, but yeah. maybe okay. But so now... Uh, since, uh, do you think that Premier League players should be given a little bit more of a thought than compared to, I don't know, say a Bundesliga player in Lewandowski? Because they play in a tougher league. So even though Lewandowski has racked up a lot of goals and a lot of assists, and he does perform in Champions League as well. It's not that he just performs in his domestic. But he still gets a majority of those goals in his German league, which is, in all honesty, not that tough yeah, of a league, yeah. right? Especially for a player of his calibre. So, do you think that other players from mostly the Premier League I'm talking about in specific should be given more consideration when it comes to the Ballon d'Or? And also, like, give me your top three Ballon d'Or this thing, predictions for this year. Honestly, bro, yeah, you're right. I think Premier League players, I think Premier League is the most competitive league right now. Yeah. People are saying the um, League One is also competitive because you don't, <laughs> but that's legit on Farmers League. And PSG is like, there's a belting everyone. But I feel Premier League players, the thing is, it's so unpredictable. You legit see one, one weekend, Watford will belt Liverpool, next weekend, United will belt, hopefully, belt Liverpool. Like, it's just unpredictable. So, and these players are much, much, much better than other league players. And yeah, Lewandowski is a phenomenal striker and he scores insane goals, insane amount of goals. But I think they should be put on equal stature. And uh, yeah, bro, like Kevin De Bruyne and all deserves it. If Luka Modric can win it, I'm yeah. pretty sure. So if you go based on that, the most ideal candidate for this year's Ballon d'Or is... Um, holy shit, I forgot his name. Um, Jorginho. Jorginho. He's won Champions League, he's won Euros, he's won... Player of the year, some midfielders. I was like, if yeah. he win it, I'll be like little surprised. Then it it's clearly a little biased towards Messi and Ronaldo. But yeah, I think yeah. Messi <laughs> and Lewandowski got robbed last year. They didn't give Ballon d'Or only, so that is too sad. I think he deserves it, honestly. What do you think? I'm very like bullish on Lewandowski, so I'm gonna have to go towards him. But I think also if I if he got it last year, I probably wouldn't have edged so much towards him. So, I want him to get at least one Ballon d'Or because over the last two years, I think he's been like top two at least yeah. in, the, in the world, right? Uh, Ronaldo, uh, I don't think he was going to be in the Ballon d'Or conversation anymore, actually. Uh, as great as he is and as great as he was, I think his, he's slowly regressing because of all his injuries that he's faced. And he's, his body is slowly just giving up a little. Messi is still in the conversation and I think it's great that he still is. I, I think he will be for yeah, a couple yeah. of years as well. And uh, yeah, at the year Modric won, I, he got a lot of hate after yeah. he won as well. And he still does to this day saying Messi was robbed. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how these awards are. Uh, but uh, And they say that if just now that Messi is part of a French league, he will also be given more preference because of that. Like, they prefer French league. I mean, because it is, Ballon d'Or is French now, right? It's not yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's split up now. That whole thing happened a couple of years ago. So, we might maybe see a Messi, Messi pull off another Ballon d'Or, which would bring him up to seven, which is insane. 
Yeah. And, uh, hopefully Leva does get it, but I think your top three would have to be Leva, Messi, and maybe Jorginho. I think ha- we'd have to throw him in there, or maybe even Salah. I don't know if he keeps performing like this how he has for the last couple of weeks. Maybe throw him in there. Anyways, but or, bro, yeah. yeah, yeah. Compared, but if you look at this season and like the towards the end of last season, I feel Ronaldo has had more impact than Messi because. I think 30% of the time Messi didn't play much and like Barca he had the, he had the whole issue with Barca going on. Hmm. And I feel because Messi went to PSG Ronaldo had this thing in his mind saying oh I'll become irrelevant if I stay in Juventus let me make a big move and because he came to United he's back in the limelight to some extent and honestly he's performing well for United like he's scoring left right and center even for Portugal he's playing mad he just scored a hat trick and stuff yeah yeah so i think he does have a chance because he's had a more impactful season see for me my this thing is i'm a ronaldo fan okay fine that is okay yeah. but uh, so he does rack up the uh, goals and he gets the assists as well but even this year if we just compare a person a player's impact on the game no yeah. one impacts the game like messi right like that i think we would have to give him the ballon d'or every year cuz yeah. the way he impacts the game is just different he is a difference maker and i don't see that in any other player like that's just me or maybe see if we have like lewandowski lewandowski and ronaldo are very similar like that right they are more like goal scorers than like yeah. creators yeah. messi is a premier goal scorer and he is a yeah. premier yeah. creator as well cuz he has the he has the most goals I think second most goals. I think he will overtake Ronaldo eventually, and he has the most assists as well in football, which is yeah. insane. So, and he does this season after season, right? I think this year as well, he had close to 50 goals plus assists. And uh, I don't think Ronaldo did well enough for you, uh, Juventus. I don't know his uh, whole three-year stint for me was not that great. I think yeah, the first year was the best one, and then it just kept going down. So I wasn't too happy. I was actually happy when he joined Juventus. I thought it would be a great move and you know something different for him fine. But I don't know. It, it just didn't work out. But hopefully he does do a little bit better at United because they need him to do a little bit better. He needs to yeah. a little bit more and I don't know. Start creating maybe. I don't know if just him being a goal scorer is enough. So we'll see how it goes. All right. With that, uh top 3 players in the Premier League right now. You go ahead, bro. You tell first. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Number one, Salah, man. Salah has been insane. I think the last couple of weeks, the seven games, and he's been crazy. Salah would have to be number one for me. And I watched that game against City, and it wasn't just that goal, right? The whole yeah, game, yeah. he was torching their defense, and to do that against Manchester City is just insane. So for me, number one would have to be Salah. Uh, number two, I would have to put Lukaku in there. I think he's been unstoppable up front this year. Uh that is what Chelsea was missing and number 3 even though KDB hasn't been in form like compared to last last season I would have to throw in KDB because I think KDB is world class. So he will get, I mean he's it's not like he's underperforming or something. He's just not performing as as well as last season. So I think we're just overlooking at his performance but yeah I think KDB so Salah, Lukaku, and KDB for me. What about you? Ah, uh, let's see, bro. Honestly, I I am going to say Ronaldo because of the amount of goals he scored and the amount of games he's played. And honestly, he had like given in these seven games, I think he's he's performed extremely well. 
given our champions league matches also leave the young boys match let's not talk about that <laughs> yeah the villarreal match i mean okay let's say premier league yeah only premier league uh, i would agree salah is insanely good salah then uh, ronaldo then i'm thinking who third if luke shaw didn't get injured i would have put him in the list 100% because i feel currently luke shaw is the best left back in the premier league like hands down so but the third player i think i'll have to give it to lukaku because he's had a wonderful season he's been scoring left right and center and he's making an impact for chelsea like they can rely on him when it comes to their attack but i'll also name one more person though um martinez keeper he's been so good he's is i think he's had most number of uh, saves or something i'm not really sure he's had a good season so far even de gea has had a good season mendy has de- been incredible this season yeah 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 wait which mendy oh yeah mendy i thought <laughs> city mendy i'm like he's in jail <laughs> <laughs> he's in jail yeah mendy is bro honestly mendy is a in is a cracked keeper yeah the amount of confidence he has in all the games that he goes into he yeah. just yeah he's just you can't beat him his range is like it's just too good and but last yeah, was his yeah. first season at chelsea right exactly he's won champions league like it's insane like what he did like at chelsea i don't know and even this season like some of the saves like i watch these games i don't yeah. understand how he reacts to it so, and he's tall also right so he's nah. got good physique everything perfect keeper what do you think about do you a lot of people are saying that he was snubbed in the shortlist what do you think for the ballon d'or i mean see given that the ballon d'or is little corrupt <laughs> like they don't like they don't give they don't give much attention to like defenders keepers and stuff they basically go on goals and like people's favorite and all but yeah i agree he should have been in the on the list at least bruno fernandes is there so i'm happy <laughs> yeah but i think he should have been there honest to god yeah i th- i'm kind of surprised like you all said that jorginho should have been like in the bolondio conversation and yet none both neither one of you put them in top players list uh our thing is premier league he hasn't had like he plays well but champions league he killed it and yeah. for italy he played so good like he scored he missed up his penalty in the finals but apart from that i think he he played phenomenal yeah euros he played really well yeah and so basically for the ballon d'or we put him in because it was from i think we ballon d'or starts accounted from january till december right yeah yeah so, it's not season to season so this season in seven games in i don't i have not heard yeah. much about him so I, it's not that he's not performing see he's more if you watch him you'll understand the work he does he doesn't really rack up assists or score too many goals but the chances he creates and the way he holds the ball controls the tempo for chelsea that's what like he does that's mainly his role uh, and even though he's done it like this season as well uh, for jorginho you have to look as a total of what he does throughout the year so i think based on seven games you won't really see what jorginho is worth but if you look at his whole body of work for the whole year then i think you will notice like how valuable he is to chelsea as a player yeah i think that's why we didn't like put him in top 3 top 3 like yeah i think kdb is like very impactful so i think that's why we yeah, yeah. cuz even every game he makes an impact so that's the thing these players yeah yeah if you talk about like i don't know uh, impact and do, doing like being the best at what they do right like we can also consider like kanter like the position that he plays and what he does he's like magnificent right he's like okay. isn't like some people consider it, i think he is the best cdm at the moment like in the yeah. world is yeah easily yeah easily yeah 
So, like, we can also no, wait, keep him in right the there. world. I think I could argue Kimmich is more consistent. He's yeah. He Kimmich is way, yeah way more consistent. And he's got good vision as well. So he's not like just defensive or something. Yeah, and he scores more goals also. Like he he can do everything. And honestly, Kimmich basically um, under the like when he was under Guardiola, that's when he was like he started playing for Bayern and stuff. And they say like Guardiola's the reason. Kimmich is such a beast now because he just like transformed him in Transform. such a like yeah. yeah in a way yeah that's it but Kante is honestly like top top stadiums yeah agreed yeah box, then, then obviously Salah Salah is obviously the number one like I don't know but then again like as far as like Kimmich is concerned then we can bring in the same argument right like he plays in a German league yeah Kante yeah, plays yeah, in yeah, Kante plays what... in the English league so true true. Agreed. It's a very tough line to, because, like, it's it's so weird, like the European, like, no, it's not weird, but it's so complicated the culture, right? How do you, mm-hmm. like, no, no, other than other than Champions League, there's no other way to connect all the leagues. But yeah. you're giving yeah. an award which you want to cover all the leagues, right? So what you can start doing is like start giving awards only based on Champions League performances. Exactly. So that would make a little bit more sense. So agree. Yeah. yeah, that would be better. So because. And even in the Champions League, they don't really meet that often, right? It's just a couple of games, a few group mm. stages, and all the teams don't even play against each other. So we honestly we can't really tell who the best team is. But yeah, that's how it is. And one more thing now, see, all these competitions are being held now. I think the UEFA Nations League is also like looking to stay for a while. And as great as you know, we get to see more international tournaments. Fine, it's great for us as fans, but how great is it for the players? Because with all these competitions that they keep playing, like they don't really take too much of a break. Like even Pedri, as much as we all applaud his whole uh, resolute and like the, all the work he's done this year for Spain and Barcelona, and as yeah, okay, so even Pedri, we applaud like the all the work that he's put in this year for Spain and uh, Barca, but. Due to all the strain he's taking, I'm sure he's going to be prone to injury like later on in the future. So, do you think it is good that you know these competitions like the UEFA Nations League are also like being introduced, or do you think like UEFA should take a step back, give these players a chance to rest, heal up? What do you think? I think yeah, bro, you're right. There are too many matches, too many commitments everywhere, and to be honest, for these players to actually like shine, they have to perform everywhere. It's not like they can only perform Premier League and they don't give a shit about the country. Or likewise, they have to perform and it puts a like tremendous amount of stress on them. That's why the, so many players, like the amount of injuries has increased so much in the past, like I think three, four years. Like it's visible. Yeah. Every game, someone pulls something and goes off. Like it's very common now. So I think it's good to have this much competition, but I think... Players have to compromise on play time so that they can stay fit and play on the long run, which again affects their like, uh, like just like their whole play style, their understanding of their team chemistry, and their like individual award goals that they have. All that. So yeah, I think they need to reduce it or like maybe keep it off season. Like, but again, if they play around the clock, like full year these players won't have their own personal time and all that stuff. And then they'll start like, most of them would prefer playing for the country more than the club. Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like Pogba, he, for France, he plays like the best player I've ever seen. Well, yeah. For United, how 
tatti bro like so many times i'm like bro you i've seen you do like things like this you've done it better for france why can't you do the same thing here i think he's reached a point where he just doesn't care like he's just he's getting paid but for country at least he needs to do like people abuse him i even yeah. club but he doesn't care that much yeah but then that divide comes between the players and they play for club and uh, country and then fans will get disappointed so it's a whole cycle that one thing that causes it that is too many games yeah creeper yeah so i'm saying yeah football is as a sport like it's in in general it's such a tough line to walk right because like say in other, other sports like basketball no like it's obvious people don't care about international games right because it's obvious very one sided but in football like, like the fans are very passionate about both club games and uh, and international games so it's a very it's very competitive there as well so it's not like the players can take downtime for their international games or take it lightly so i think it's it's very tough so they'll work something out i'm pretty sure like it's a heavily funded league and there's a lot of money invested in the players and the league so they'll they'll have to figure something out but i think like the other issue, another issue with such a jam packed schedule is that football as a sport you can't load manage during the game right so say basketball you can you can sub a player out for 35 minutes uh, make the make sure they play only for that yeah. that point of time put them in the beginning and in the end middle time you can rest them you can't do that in football right like there's only one gap and i think like if i'm not wrong they were talk they were thinking of some place like they can take timeouts if i'm not wrong or was that just a rumor that i heard like uh initially when the covid thing happened i think they had like a water break type thing yeah. between half uh-huh. so like fight and i think that has stopped now because yeah they just got used to it like let's go back to normal uh-huh. but yeah you're right man unlike basketball this is too tedious and like compared to basketball also like the weather conditions that these guys play in Premier yeah. League oh how much it rains like UK is the worst place to be honest when it comes to weather these guys play in snow these guys play in rains hail they just have to play there's no there's you can't say oh it's raining too much let's go back inside and all so it it's very taxing and that's why all these football players have the best physique in the world i would say compared to any other athlete i know like lebron's on tank <laughs> but like compared to any other sport i think football players have the best physique cricket basketball any other sport Agreed. yeah definitely yeah yeah i mean like, like another sorry yeah go on no no go on go ahead no another thing is like see basketball like you see that there are injuries in every sport right like basketball like obviously it's both are com- uh, contact sports right but basketball most of the injuries that occur no like like obviously some contact is involved but most of them are like you know self inflicted like you land wrong so your acl acl pops or uh, you you twist your ankle landing on someone else's foot right but football like the contact is like next level you get shoulder push this slight tackle on your ankle and your ankle might just shatter your shin breaks like it's such a tough sport to stay fit at right and uh, obviously the weather conditions also matter so i don't know it's a very tough uh, this thing profession to be in like you have to stay like amazingly fit right like every sport has that certain like you know like there are two type of endurances that people need like there's one is aerobic and anaerobic aerobic is basically like uh, like jogging throughout for like hour hour and a half and anaerobic is like sprinting so basketball is mostly anaerobic where and you get those small, shorter breaks right football is like a combination of both you'll have to jog constantly yeah. throughout the match as well but when the ball when they're pushing pushing the pace you have to sprint your ass from one one end of the post to the other right so i don't know like how it's like the fitness level is like at 
the next level and sometimes they'll they'll be playing in somewhere where it's raining and snowing constantly and right somewhere they'll be playing where it's very sunny so they don't have time to acclimatize as well their body bodies don't acclimatize that well in every condition and they'll have to keep switching between different different places there's a lot of traveling so i don't know it's a very difficult profession man so yeah, yeah. also yeah, i've think... no yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead, go ahead bro yeah also i this is i've noticed like i watch a lot of football i watch all different leagues as well i think premier league is the only league where a team cannot definitively win till the la- till the whistle's blown there is always a chance like you have to keep running even if it's 90th minute plus yeah plus 4 minutes so you have to there are so like there are so many matches where the match winner has come at the literal last second so these guys i think that only in the premier league i've seen i like it it is common in other leagues also but i've seen it more in the premier league that shows like the intensity these guys don't give up till the end so yeah big up to these guys yeah i think uefa should take care of their players a little bit more to be honest cuz it is an unnecessary competition to be honest we i we have the domestic, i mean the teams competing for close to i think six possible trophies so that is six different competitions throughout a year plus we have the world cup every four years and then Euros and Copa every two years, so I think as fans we don't really need another yearly UEFA Nations League as well. It, yeah, yeah. I I didn't even watch. I mean, like as great as I I watched like a little bit of the finals. I watched Benzema's goal, which was uh, world class again. Yeah, <laughs> it was a beautiful goal. And uh, but was it really necessary? I don't think so. Because I think a lot of people didn't even know it was happening till the semis started. so uh, they can cut back a little give the players a break it's unnecessary physically the players won't be fit enough for the highly intensive competitive games that they're going to play later on in the season right so i don't know i, I it's just unnecessary from uefa as a body yeah recently i think a couple of weeks back uh, last week i read this article basically courtoa has come out with a statement saying uefa actually doesn't give a shit about the players as long as their pockets are full they are happy and he he actually started like asking like other players also should come out and agree to this there needs to be a change football is played for the fans and the players not for the money mm-hmm. so he has come out and i don't know what backlash backlash he'll get he may not get games who knows <laughs> but yeah he's come out and that's good bro like i think more and more players need to come out and agree that the ufa is just making money and the game in sense like the whole game is not going in a good direction it's not going to a more fun direction it is going more competitions more money that's their logic right now yeah i think players should but i think the only reason that players are holding back for the nations league is cuz country it yeah. just comes out as a little disrespectful that's all but i think yeah if they do then cuz in the end the players are the game right without the players there is no game there is no money for the ufo to exploit so if the players do take a stand hopefully which they will it would be a lot better yeah yeah all right uh so going back into the premier league a little bit we had a a, a past top 6 team in arsenal which has been digressing a lot actually over the last couple of seasons what do you think happened to arsenal suddenly all of a sudden what do you think i honestly feel arsene wenger was the only reason arsenal was on top he honestly he is such a great manager i mean he did nobody like told he wasn't because they were arsenal at their prime was they were so good yeah and yes i think yesterday only i saw a meme of like terry andre's photo and said this man has a blood of a whole generation 
he he was the reason a whole generation ended up liking arsenal and yeah and because of him they're crying all crying right now that made sense because arsenal had a point with bro they had a whole season where they lost zero games that is imagine <laughs> and for going from that to arsenal's goal of the month was in the training camp <laughs> that's just the greatest downfall of any club i've ever seen honestly the players are world class they had ozil and stuff and they still couldn't like initially i think four four years back they were still competing top four and obmang and all and they, they they legit have a great team but i i just don't get it why they're not able to perform could be arteta but given that he was under guardiola he should have like some knowledge at least by now but yeah it just bothers me like how arsenal is i i wouldn't consider them top 16 anymore Yeah, I think Leicester's taken that spot from. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why. Like, I don't understand. How do you go from a top four to a relegation? They were in. They were twentieth at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, against Brentford, a team that recently got promoted. So I don't know. Uh, even the players are digressing a little. Actually, I don't think they have that good of a creator in their midfield for the forwards. Abu Abu Mayang is. Uh, Not that great to be honest right now. Like I said, yeah, I haven't yeah. even heard of them. I don't even know who plays for Arsenal anymore. It's become that bad. Like you don't even hear of them anymore. And I remember that they used to score one of the most beautifully created goals like I've ever watched in football. Team goals. Yeah, honestly, like, just their first touches and the shot. Like it was insane. So I don't know what exactly went wrong. And if, as you say, it is because of Wenger, that is it. It would put. Arsen on a pedestal, like as one of the greatest managers, because if he managed to make the team look so great for twenty years, it it's just a statement to like how great he was. Honestly, Honestly bro, I, I yeah, he's one of the greatest. I would hundred percent like I write it and give it. Arsen Wenger was one of the greatest managers. That too, he was in his prime when there's Alex Ferguson and yeah. Mourinho was uh, managing Chelsea, and like the whole Premier League was so good at that time. Yeah, but. Yeah, Arsenal. I don't think. I think they. It's not players that they need. I just think they need a motivation, like something to like push them, like to make them realize that they're part of a historic club, and they need to start performing, keep up the standards. Now Odegaard moved to Arsenal. I think he did that for more play time, but hmm. I thought it could be a good like. I thought it was a good move because I thought he would honestly replace Ozil as a creator, as a like controlling midfielder. But I'm I'm not sure if anyone can come equal to like Ozil, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was doing a like a little like not exactly research. What I was looking around for like when when the when this topic was like I don't know we were thinking of doing this topic for the today's episode and like I, I this was not just I think I heard a Thierry Henry interview as well and I I watched a couple of I read somewhere here and there that like this is always there's one common issue even when. Wenger was uh, this thing managing the club, right? Like the thing is, it's it was always one of the top clubs. But the thing is, they they never had like the money of the the top clubs, right? They 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 always had the expectations of the top four club, but they they never had the budget to back it up. So, and if I'm not wrong, like I saw one graphic where uh, where they had that invincible team, right? They 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 didn't lose a single game, and immediately after that next season they were second, then they were fourth, then they were seventh, and they were eighth. Like like they. they It it started down the downfall started right there right like at least for a point like they went up again during the with with Ozil and all but uh, 
I think like it's just that you can't retain players without paying them the cash, right? And I think there was some some issue while they were they was they were giving more money to the uh, like they were sending off more money to building the stadium rather than like retaining the players, right? So I think there was that was also some sort of a controversy during the middle. So and and as a result, they could not retain the players. And the only person holding holding the team together, making something out of nothing, was Arsene Wenger. And they got rid of him because like because of their idiotic fans and. So I don't know, like he, he was quite old as well as at that point of time, but he still had yeah. quite a few years left, and not quite a few, but like a few years left in him. Now I think, like I, I've like did a little bit of research about this, and I think well, someone said like the and it made a little bit of sense is the fact that Arteta they're running very basic play, right? Play style they're running a very basic and old-fashioned play style, and the could be is because they don't have the caliber of players to execute like like amazing plays, right? And I think they 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 were quite old, like a couple of years ago. Like the players' averages was quite high. Now I think they've gone young and they're trying to rebuild. And I think like you can you some people can directly blame Arteta that he's not managing the club well. But you I don't know like he doesn't have the weapons to play with, right? Like once he gets the weapons and he's still playing not not performing, then you can you could say that yeah fine like he's the he's the issue. But uh, till then I don't know you can't say man. It's a it's a club whose culture is very like shaky right. at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's like rich, but at the moment, like yeah, shaky. Yeah, at, at the moment, it's very shaky. So that history, they can like you know, as he said, motivate the players and bring in passionate players who are willing to do it for the club. So yeah, it's gonna take some time, but now it's just very sad to see what the club has come to. Yeah, the first, I think, the first month of the Premier League, it was too sad. They legit had zero goals yeah. the first whole month. <laughs> I I was I was bamboozled. and I'm like, okay, like. At least one goal, like draw a game. At least you lose all your games. I don't like. It's fine. But it, I saw the games. I saw one match. It is so bad. I was like, like what the hell? Like SJCC team is better at that point. Okay. <laughs> yeah, as it just bamboozles me. But it also got me kind of scared. Like if a team of that like rich background can go down this fast, I honestly, like I was thinking to myself, like. Which could be the next team that might have this downfall, and the first thing team that came to mind was United, and I was scared <laughs> shitless. But I think thanks to Ronaldo and like other players coming to United, it gives me hope that okay we can climb back up, because we haven't won any anything in eight years. No wait, we won some FA Cup or something recently, but we haven't won the Prem in eight years, nine years this like counting this year, and that's the. It's with it, given United's history that is just too sad. That's too sad, and I think we might win the Premier League, but not this season. Like unless something miraculous, every player, Salah, Lukaku, everyone gets injured. <laughs> it's impossible. Like it's very hard unless like prime Ronaldo shows up. And given yeah. now Rashford's missing, Rashford when he comes back, Rashford is one of the world. Like he's world class man. You can't deny that. Rashford, I would say, is better than Sterling, better than everyone right now. But injury last. Oh, I don't think many people know this. But the previous season, where he scored against PSG and stuff, and he where he played amazing, and he had lots of goals. He was he had two major injuries. He had an ankle injury and he had like a shoulder injury. He pushed past that, and he played every game, ninety minutes, and he scored goals, and he did assists, and he made a big impact. Now he's coming back to training and stuff after surgery and stuff, and I'm honestly hoping. That Ole plays him right. Ole, honestly, bro. See, 
Sancho is a right mid, right winger. That's his job. He's trained to be a right winger. I honest to God don't understand why uh, Ole plays him left wing. Left, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is so stupid. Is not he? He expects Sancho to just come cut in and shoot, and he wants to give Greenwood the chance and stuff. But that's 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 what bothers me. He's not cut out to like make such decisions unless he knows like players are capable of doing that. It just bothers me because if you play the players at the right position, maybe they'll play better than what they're playing right now. Compared to Grealish, both like Sancho and Grealish are the big transfers to the big United, like Manchester teams, right? Why Grealish is playing better is because he's playing in his natural position mm-hmm. and he has a team to back him up. And United also has a team to back him up, but he's he's playing out of his position. And people might say he's a football player, bro. He should play both sides. That does that's not how it works professionally. You're trained to play a particular role. You have to play that role. You can't just suddenly become a defender and stuff. So honest to God, I feel Ole out. Ole, like, yeah. yeah. So I'm part of this uh, WhatsApp group. It's all in all Bangalore United fans group. Okay. You should see how heated it gets when United loses. <laughs> Some idiot will be like, hey, Ole out, trash team. Sell Ronaldo, this thing, that thing, all. and the other side, these guys will be like, bro, okay, Ole time. I'll legit be like, how much time you want, bro? Like, players will get old. Ronaldo will retire in some two, three years. Make use of him. It just bamboozles me, bro. I don't think United will be like Arsenal. Though. I, I don't know. So, United is just, it's different, right? Manchester, United. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I don't know if they'll fall as bad as Arsenal, but yeah. I think the not... downfall is over. Yeah, that's all. They went you through are... that, right? Yeah. Already. Like from yeah, yeah, yeah. After... They went through that. But yeah. Louis Van Hal win a league for a couple of years, actually. Like, till you all figure out what type of play that you all want to run because you all had an identity in the past with like till like 2013 2014 i'm gonna say till like ferguson was there you all had like an identity yeah but like after he cut it's similar with arsenal basically like after the managers cut i don't know like you all lost like that is how it is right with like managers who stay for so long right because they yeah. built in their own style into you so once they leave it's very hard to like figure out yourself as a team so, very similar United and Arsenal. Just that United actually held itself up a little bit better than Arsenal are doing right now. Yeah. But I honestly expected United to perform and good, like exceptionally good actually under uh, Mourinho. Because, man, he's, he's a really good manager. Yeah, Mourinho is great. But, yeah, but like as a person, I don't, I don't, obviously, I don't know him. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, Pogba seemed to have a lot of issues with him. A lot of players. Like, they didn't like him that much. So, they just didn't give their best. They didn't care that much at that point. But, yeah, I really wanted him to, like, do well with United. Then he, then Tottenham also, he, he bottled it. That is just the reason. Who do you think is the best manager in Premier League? Like, right now? Out of all the managers there? Yeah. Pep. Easy. Oh, yeah, that's, that's too easy, <laughs> actually. Or maybe even Klopp, actually. I think yeah. Klopp is really great with oh, his yeah. players. Like, Keeping that connection with the players. And that's what like makes the team so great, right? They're so well connected with the coach. And Pep's great with that too. But I think yeah, Klopp and Pep would have to be like up there. And even I, even Tuchel. Can't forget him. Right? Yeah, exactly. I was about to say that. I think Tuchel, Tuchel is, um, is bringing up this culture in Chelsea. He's speaking to players individually. Telling them, see, you can do this. I've seen like videos of him face-to-face with the player. And like telling him, do this, do that. I appreciate you. are doing good. You're all that. Like... That kind of thing motivates the players. 
Yeah, and then there's Ole who keeps smiling after like we lose <laughs> to fucking young boys and all. That turn on I can't be asked, man. That's that's just too sad. Yeah. All right. Uh. So now after the 2021 Euros, I think in the 2021 Euros itself, we saw like a lot of strict refereeing going on. Like uh, referees were not given fouls as easy. as like the previous premier league season and any other champions league season whatever and so now this has translated into the into the domestic tournaments as well the premier league refereeing has become like very very strict but they do rely on the var also a lot which halts games a lot which pauses games there are a lot of breaks in between and so what do you think like is this good for football like refereeing becoming this strict does it protect the players does is it bad for the players what do you all think Uh, I think it's bad, bro. Honestly, given first of all, war when they stop the game and stuff, it biggest uh, impact is it ruins the flow of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. So some guy somewhere he'll dive, and the the other team will be countering. They'll be like war, war, war. Be quiet. Everyone stop the game. Yeah. I think war is necessary because there are a lot of incidents. Like, yeah, remember uh, finals Chelsea versus Barca, hmm. where Barca Chelsea got robbed. Yeah. So on games like that, it's good to have VAR because it 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 evens the ground. Like you yeah. can't have too many like trash like things happening and like unfair things happening to teams. But also sometimes I don't understand VAR. Like honestly, don't understand VAR. A player is offside by a fingernail, like and they they just disallow the goal. So at that times it's kind of pissing off. But in general, I think the referees have become like worse. Like the refereeing system in in like the whole. has become worse i think they are trying to protect players from like injuries and stuff but honestly like the whole diving culture has like when you ask like a basketball fan about football he'll say bro they keep diving bro like <laughs> it's it diving has become so common like yeah. you know they, they've introduced a rule in nba like you know how you draw foul while shooting right that you can't do that anymore right yeah. i honestly feel something like that should be done in the premier league where if you like if it's an evident like dive and all i think should, like they still give a card and all but i think they should be penalized more like if they dive in the box or something and like it's too shitty of a dive i think they should be sent off and stuff because bro that that just messes around with the game and like unnecessary penalty shootouts and i i see i i know var how it works and all but i think there should be like a referral system in the premier league if you think that you need to see like if you need a war check i think they need like each team should have like three referrals or something yeah, like that yeah that would be cool. yeah yeah otherwise it just becomes like everything either like the referee run to the tv all that thing and it just ruins the flow and all that things yeah i think they need referral system and referees need to make more decisions like independently not based on like diving and stuff and not like minor fouls obviously football is a rough game it's it's a competitive sport people will push around and there are size differences like a small guy to push a big, like some like some dude like ben white pushing lukaku <laughs> lukaku will body him send him side to the side and run past him yeah. so ben white obviously has to physically put more pressure like force and like visibly push him out and i don't think that and all should be given a foul because they according to referee everyone is the same that's that's blatant that's wrong so yeah i think that's wrong Yeah I mean like I was talking to one of my friends right and like 
obviously it stops the flow of a game right see uh, we were talking about like comparisons of basketball and football right like after every basket like the like the game of basketball stop like there was there's a, like a small halt then the other team can like you know regroup and then bring the ball forward right but in football that's not how it works like even after a foul like the that's why the it's so important to position yourself in a field like uh, in the, the right way right so like the, so the moment there's a foul or some sort of a like event in the field like if they they should be allowed to start like in a very short span of time or uh, or you know like immediately if they if they take the time war comes in then there's a lot of time like the other team will set up right will 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 bolster their defense right which which obviously ruins the flow of the game and something like flow matters even more in football because you don't win like a margin of like 15 20 each they, they don't score like 15 goals per game like it's just one goal that makes a lot of difference and you're just waiting for that one small error that the other team makes so i think it makes a lot of uh, like you know a lot of difference in the game and I, as far as refl is concerned again like i was talking to one of my friends even he watches a lot of football so he was telling that yeah the, the problem with this would be like obviously there'll be some wrong calls for one team and some wrong calls for the other team so it it basically normally it'll average out through the law of averages like obviously referee will be the same for both like in a way right but if you if you're given referral system every time there's a there's a foul call like so people will just challenge right will just challenge and there will be even more halts in the game the momentum of the game will break even further so that would be the issue with referrals but i think like as far as was considered right they should they should not completely leave it out or make it as prominent as it is right now they can make it like condition specific like only if it if it's a situation where like i'm just giving an example like only if it's a situation where there's a uh, where either a goal will be scored or won't be scored only then you make it like in a situation like that otherwise you like i don't know leave it out or some something like i don't know they can they can make it like i don't know tune it to the game in such a way that it does not like you know impact it like so much so yeah that would be my take on it and i think because of var the uh, referees are also becoming a little bit more complacent so they know that even if i miss one call here and yeah. there i can just call for var and yeah. say okay fine so yeah i think it's it, they go hand in hand so this will keep like if you may do something like this it will keep referees on their toes as well and obviously like the flow of the game won't be broken as much so yeah also yeah. i feel the place where var should actually be implemented the most is corners and stuff because the the side referee the line linesman is somewhere on that side and if there's like something happening on the other side of the pitch often times it's like when they show replay they'll show which is the right like it did a hit someone and gone and it's a goal kick but they'll give a corner or if it's a corner and they give goal kick and players get very frustrated they go argue with the refs and they get a yellow card sometimes all that i think at that times that time var is important at least like that they can do right like give a proper corner not like some like random like goal kick and stuff because that impacts the game a lot say 90th minute you're like attacking and you get a corner but it's the, the ref says it's a goal kick your like whole game plan just dies and you'll feel so demotivated and you'll feel like yelling at the ref and all that the only yeah, reason no, okay with var is cuz referees have made like i think we all know right all the games we watched all the mistakes we've seen that referees make like that too it's not just like just another game right these are big finals yeah 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 so many mistakes in the finals right with that one mistake is you can basically tone it down to that one mistake being the reason that that team won or lost whatever yeah, the result yeah. so that is the only reason i'm like okay with it but yeah i think as you all said referrals would be great if they like i think in the ipl they have something like uh you get one challenge and if you use it and you're successful you get to keep it but if you use it and you're not successful you lose it 
So yeah, I think yeah. Like that, then I think coaches will also be a little bit more considerate in how they use it, and maybe that would be like a little bit of an improvement than what they're doing right now because they're abusing VAR right now, right? For every small thing, and as Shripat said, they're a little bit more lean. Like they don't pay attention to the game as much as they would have without VAR. So I think yeah, something like this would be great for the sport. Yeah, man, yeah. correct. All right, if. nothing else to add guys i think we're done for today uh, it was great having you anirudh thanks man thanks it is my pleasure it's my honor to be here great conversation and hopefully we have you back for another episode sometime soon i'm always free bro legit always free best of i you. i'll ask one last question yeah bro which is the fi- like which is which is your favorite jersey this year kit okay i can already point out the worst Liverpool's away jersey. <laughs> That looks like the tablecloth, the yellow one. Yellow McDonald's, one. McDonald's. It looks like yeah. promoting McDonald's. Horrible. I don't know who approved that. Why they approved that? How? Why the players wearing that? All that is just too bad. Okay, Good I don't problem. know about worst. Uh, uh, best. I like Chelsea's like a lot. I don't know if that's like surprising, but I don't know. I just like Chelsea. Even City's is like pretty cool. Uh, United is very like I mean it's nothing different, right? It's very, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. But, uh, let me think. Tottenham, okay. No, yeah, Tottenham. I, I like Tottenham away jersey. I love that jersey. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah. away one, yeah, it's beautiful. I think United away is good, bro. The blue, it's like vintage at the same time. It's 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 a different like United in blue. It's like it's not very common. Do you see? It's often like black or something <laughs> or white or something. Yeah, but I think Puma is doing a horrible job with. Jerseys, not that great, yeah. To be honest, yeah, like they first of all that skin tight jersey, yeah. and they don't have the logo, bro. They don't have the logo of the team. They just says like Dortmund or Chelsea, actually Dortmund or like City on the chest, and it's so bad. Like watching like players like De Bruyne and all wear it, I'm just like, what yeah. the hell? Ha- Haaland and stuff is just Puma. That way is not. <laughs> bad. They get like vintage jerseys back, you know, like how they have in the NBA. Once in a while, they get yeah, vintage yeah. Jerseys. That would be pretty cool, like yeah. Yeah, I, I think Inter these... jersey as well. Inter's yeah. also a nice jersey. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice I think if like the leagues and like Champions League as a whole start making these small, small like like the NBA does like vintage jerseys, this thing, yeah. All Star, like something, something like that. Yeah, it'll keep it exciting. And I'm telling you, any football fan, unless their team is winning most of the time. You go talk to them; they will be triggered. They will yell at something or another about the Premier League, their team, or Champions League. So these kind of things will boost the overall morale surrounding the game and make it like more like good thing, yeah. Something and they'll make add... more money, right? And yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah, they, they won't will. have to rely on making them play like ten thousand games a season. Like yeah. if they if they use like All Star jerseys or like vintage jerseys, people will buy those. So they won't yeah. have to rely on making them play a lot of games to make money. So that would help with the with players getting rested as well. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Treat for the fans, right? Like imagine us as fans. Like it's basically all the fans. Like so otherwise, now if I'm talking to Anirudh, he's a Man United fan. I'm a, I'm a Real Madrid fan. Right? We always have this clash when it comes to sport. But now imagine there's like an All Star weekend where all these great players from all the top clubs just come play. It's just something for the fans of football. And this has not been done in football, right? So it just would yeah. be something great. For us as fans as well, it would be a treat. Yeah. Oh, it's like they only have these, yeah, trash like. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. 
I'm saying it will be like unimaginable. Like, like yeah, obviously yeah. basketball <laughs> is like great, but it's like in limited this thing, right? That's Everyone right. in the world watches football. Can you imagine the best of them on pitch? Yeah. My God. Oh. My dream is to see Messi and Ronaldo play together. Yeah. Like if yeah. that, I can die peacefully after that. <laughs> I would pay. I don't know. Like if they stream it, it's paid and stream. I would pay I like would a band. Yeah, easily. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Messi and Ronaldo together is the dream, man. And yeah. they want to also. They obviously yeah. want it because, like, it you don't see players like this like often. These are one in yeah. maybe a million years, not even like thousand hundred, whatever. Yeah, but, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, I think these small small things. But that way, I appreciate NBA has that whole All Star Weekend like three yeah. P competition and all. I think something like that will just overall even improve the morale among the players as well. Yeah, true. Like as like even compared competitors, they'll have like a good rapport with each other and all that. And yeah, this is good. Yeah, that's it. But like I'm, I'm just thinking about like you can you can have like so many competitions, right? Like you can have like a like during the like All Star Weekend, you can have crossbar challenges, or you can have like a hot air balloon, like drop the ball, and you you can like one touch control who'll control yeah. the best and the smallest radius. All these will be like damn fun, bro. Like I don't yeah, know, they can and have like... the mechanical penalty saving machine. See how how like how many people they score. Like I don't know, like multiple mechanical robots standing. How how they score? Like all that will be quite interesting mm-hmm. to watch. Would be yeah. Only thing is like yeah, too many players, too many teams. That's the only. Yeah. That's yeah. my only because if we even if we had to like sit down, make an eleven v eleven, it is impossible, right? Other than yeah. the select few that we all can agree on, it's just yeah. not possible to come up with a team. And it's some fan, half of the fans are gonna be hurt. So I think yeah, it's not really not like worth it from oh, their, yeah, their side. Yeah, that's the only issue. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're done for today. Great conversation, and uh, we will have you on our podcast definitely again. And uh, shout out to the dissimilar podcast. Uh, he's Thanks, the owner, Anirudh is the host. So do give that a listen as well. And great conversation, guys. We will see you all next week. Cheers.